All right, the ladies from Life Challenge are with us again tonight, and we're going to give Caitlin a few minutes before the preaching hour uh, to share her testimony. They bless our heart every time, and uh, Miss Holly, the last time, we just uh, appreciate how you, uh, the Lord used you and uh, just moved in a great way, and uh, our hearts have been stirred hearing the testimonies of others, knowing what God's doing in their life encourages me um, that God's willing to do the same in mine and work in my life. Well, like he said, I'm Caitlin. Um, I'm 22 years old, and I'm from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Um, you know, growing up, I had a pretty normal childhood. Otherwise, my mom just made some bad decisions in men. Um, my father was addicted to heroin and crack, and, you know, he was off doing his thing, didn't want anything to do with me. So uh, my uncle stepped in. He took care of me. That was my father figure. Uh, my mom... Married another gentleman, and he was fine at first. They had my little brother. Uh, he was an alcoholic, very abusive. And as we were going through a lot of physical abuse with him, um, I was nine years old, and my uncle committed suicide on December 26th. Um, he was also a drug addict, and that was hard for me to handle as a young kid. Also, you know, at the same time, I'm coming home from school and hiding under my bed because my mom is getting beat. Um, one particular instance I remember all the time, and uh, he was yelling because he didn't like the spaghetti she cooked, and he threw the plate at her head, um, smashed all over the wall, scared me half to death. So, you know, there's countless times I slept under my bed at night as a child. Um, he's kidnapped my brother before. Um, you know, they found him wrecked his truck in a ditch with my baby brother in the car, um, you know, coming after me. I had to watch my mom get beat up because he was coming after me. And, and she stepped in front of him to stop him from hitting me. And um, I've had a lot of codependency issues that come from that, too, with my mom. And um, she finally kicked him out after he had come to our house and threatened to kill me and her. Um, so everything was fine for a while. We struggled, and then she met another man. And just like all the other ones, he seemed fine, you know. Brought us soda and candy and toys and, you know, all the stuff little kids like. And she finally married him. And um, for a while he was nice to me. But then as I got a little bit older, he became very possessive over my mom and would tell me things. He would drink and say, you know, I wish I could blow your head off. Um, you know, little things like that. And at this time I was, you know, almost 18, so I'm kind of rebelling. You know, I'm in high school. I'm drinking all the time. And. That's what led me to get into pain pills. Um, that was where my addiction started. I was just trying to get away from everything. Um, you know, three abusive men in my life. You know, one man that I looked up to that couldn't even stay alive to take care of me. And so I started doing drugs pretty heavily. And I came to a point about a year later that I told my mom I needed help. I wanted to get off drugs, you know. I didn't want to live that life. So I thought, um, so we went the medical route. I got on medication called Suboxone, and, you know, I went through that, and I stayed sober for two years, and, you know, I just thought I could do it on my own. I didn't need God. I didn't need anybody. I needed myself, and I could do it. I had a good job, you know, and I could be around my friends because I'm strong enough by myself, and I got around the wrong group of people, um, Got back together with my ex-fiance, who I'd been with on and off, and that's when uh, heroin was introduced to me. And that's when I messed up my life pretty bad. Um, 
I did the things that, you know, my grandma was so ashamed of both of her sons doing, and I became an IV drug user of heroin. Um, I became the person I said I would never be. Um, I had already broken my mom's heart once, and, you know, it got to the point where I had to break her heart again. And um, it was a night that I thought I was going to die. Um, I had given myself cotton fever, and I started having a seizure, and... You know, I didn't know what to do, so that was the point where I was sitting there, and I was like, you know, this is it. This is my life, you know. I'm either going to survive this and be a drug addict, and or I'm not going to survive it. And, you know, at that point, my mom had came in the room, and according to her, I was green and um, very, very sick. I was convulsing pretty badly, and she looked at me and knew, and... About an hour later, she kind of asked me some questions, and, you know, like I said, I had to break her heart again. I had to look my mom in the eyes, and it was one of the hardest things I think I've ever done to not only say it once, but to say it twice. And when I said the word heroin, my mom just dropped to her knees. I mean, it was probably one of the worst things I've seen her go through after everything. Um, You know, things were pretty rough after that. Uh, I was quarantined in my house because, you know, I was trying to run. Um, I was a runner. You know, I needed drugs. I needed them. And uh, we found out about a place called Solus Christus, and I went there reluctantly. Um, I kicked and screamed, and, you know, I'm not doing this. I can do it on my own. I still don't need God. I don't need you. But I went anyways, and um, I was pretty bitter the whole time I was there, you know, doing the whole I hate you thing with my mom, and we found out about Life Challenge, and I was still a little skeptical, that's a year, that's a pretty long time, you know, I'm very attached to my mom, that's my best friend, that's the only person that I have left in this world who I can trust, and I can count on, and I can love, so I thought, um, I've been at Life Challenge for almost five months now. And I know that not only do I have my mom, but I have God that I can, I can trust on and I can lean on and I can count on. And I've never, ever felt the type of happiness that I feel when I'm, you know, with these girls. <laughs> this is the best group of people that I've ever been around in my life. You know, I've never had friends. I've never had support. <laughs> and they're all crying now. Um, you know, and... Our teachers, you know, when you come to teach chapel, I just, I love stuff like that. I learn so much. And it's just amazing to, you know, you can say you're happy all you want to. But, you know, I was saved at a young age, and I know, you know, I was baptized. I knew it then. Um, But, you know, I thought I could be happy without it. And it's just, you know, it's real happiness now. And, it, you know, it does suck to be away from my family. They all saw me crying like a baby when we came back the other day. Um, you know, Christmas this year was very hard for me. Um, you know, the anniversary of the suicide, it's just a tough holiday. It was very hard to not use, but it feels really good to be standing here right now, sober and overcoming. And my verse that I really stand on is Galatians 5.9. It says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And I mean, the first day I was here, I was, you better call my mom and get me out of here. I'm not doing this on the floor crying. And, you know, I've only not even halfway through yet. And I know that this is, this is it. This is my life. 